forgiveness is more than saying sorry. Oh, that song is so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Tadvocacy Podcast. I'm Ryan Skaggs. And I am Tristan King. Welcome to uh, episode 11. 10.5.421. Yeah, something of that <laughs> nature. Um, and, this uh, song's amazing. The it movie's was, good. Was, the movie's solid. I'll give you that. If you don't know what the movie is, that is Just Friends. Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. And I'm trying to remember the brother's name because he's in other movies um, and he's stinking hilarious. He's my favorite character in the movie. When he starts beating each other, do this. it's amazing. It yeah. is It is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and uh, Anna Ferris. Is that Anna Ferris? It right? is Anna Ferris, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, she's one of those ones that's like... Is she attractive or is she not? Ugly hot. Let's, come on, yeah. Is she's let's, ugly hot? Like, is that a thing? We're going to make no. it a thing, like... But. So when she was in, um, what was it? Uh, what's what's the Wayans Brothers were the scary movie? Scary movie. Right? There was yeah. there was the one where she... It wasn't. It wasn't the turkey one. Wasn't the there another one like where she was in a sorority? Oh yeah, that was a house bunny. I think house bunny. Yeah, and she was great in that. I mean, she looked great in that one. But you know, um, in in scary movie though, they described her as like, and I'm not being mean, as retarded hot, because she wasn't super attractive. She kind of looked like oh. she had like, you know, some mental issues, but she was still attractive. Uh, just handicap, hot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, we'll stop there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Anna Fair. So hey, you yeah. know, that's a that's a great opening to. She's uh, ugly. I'll agree. She's ugly hot. Yeah. So um, I mean, she has her moments. She really she can do it all. I guess. <laughs> she's multifaceted as far as. But that's what we're talking about today is forgiveness. Yeah. Um, just uh, just kind of pressing along with some subject matter, which is really good. I mean, everybody needs to know a little bit how to do that. But first, Ryan's back. I'm back. I Ryan, can talk. I'm Ryan is back. <laughs> After so, man, a two-week hiatus of uh, yeah, not really being able to speak, which is... So well, you, man, I spoke and then ended up speaking myself out of the ability to speak. And so I feel like every day at the end of the day, because oh, there's just so much conversation. So, uh, so yeah, what'd you I, do? Tell us what happened. I uh, went and broadcasted the Idaho State Basketball Tournament um, down in Southern Idaho. That's cool. Um, ton of fun. It was, it was awesome. I, I ended up getting the 1A Division One draw. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch actually some some local teams play. Um, Lakeside from Plummer was down there. They ended up taking third, solid team. And then I got to watch uh, Lapway, which is just outside of Lewiston, but a uh, ridiculously good high school team. Man, what's crazy, it was funny when you posted that. Um, I had quoted like four different Lapway home policies that day. Really? And I was like, and then you posted, I'm like, why am I seeing this everywhere? What is going on? Uh, that's kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, they were, a solid, they were a solid team, and they ended up winning the state championship. And, and it was actually a really good, entertaining game, so I got to watch some some basketball that week and did uh, 13 games or 12 games in three days. Holy smokes. <laughs> My voice was fried. And then I drove home um, after the championship game. I went and saw my aunt for like an hour and then uh, got in the car and drove home, and I literally listened to nothing. <laughs> for six and a half hours, and it was awesome because I was just so tired of talking and hearing background noises and whistles and buzzers. And You're like, I'm over it. Yeah, I was just like, yep. yeah, silence, we're good. Like, did the night drive through Oregon and up through the Tri Cities that way, and yeah, I hear I'm back. I'm back home. Funny thing, right? Going 400 and what was it 482 miles going that way or something like that? 460, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I didn't see a single cop. The entire what? way until I got to my street. 
That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, and that was not like I was driving like an idiot or anything. I was mm-hmm. just like, always, you know, you always never know. Like, if you ever drive through Oregon, dude, there are states. Oh, they're everywhere. Like, and they're hiding. The entire state's a speed trap. Yep. Um, and But luckily, they finally raised the speed limit on I-84 through Oregon to 70 miles an Which hour. Which is nice, yeah. Finally. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember driving through that. And it was like 60. I remember when it was it 55 was awful, and I had my license. Like, it was, I mean, you're going through like middle of nowhere- and you're going 55 miles an hour. Do you know, that's so brutal. Anytime I would drive <laughs> through Aragon, which is like this little, yeah, yeah. right? That's the only place I've ever been pulled over in Oregon. And so every, and, and I don't know why. It's the only place. And, and they're, they're ruthless. They are absolutely ruthless there. Now that they've finally raised the speed limit, um, I'll drive. If I have to go to Portland, I finally will take I-84. Because mm-hmm. I used to get, like, I'd go through the Tri-Cities and I'd dip off on the north side of the Columbia river. And I'd go through Washington, stay on the Washington side and make it yeah. easy. Yeah. And it was like, and the speed limit was actually five miles an hour higher on that road than it was on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And then you just jump across before you get to the, Well, Dallas. that's why the truckers are up there too. Yeah. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah. You'd get cars. They'd be passing you. Like they'd be going like 120 and you're like, well, okay. <laughs> um, I'll guess I'll set my cruise like 10 over and call yeah. it good. That's the way to do it. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it's about, Six is either way you go. So. so you spent forever cheering and yelling and doing not cheering, announcer just, stuff. just announcer stuff. Yeah, play That's by still, play. So you got raspy, lost your voice a little bit. Yeah. And then, then I, what happened? And then I got a sinus infection. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that actually hit me like the last day I was down there. Well, they're the worst because I mean, once or your sinuses clog down. up, then your ears don't drain right. So you start yeah. getting a sore throat and yep. everything gets worse. Yeah. And it, and so I was down there and ended up. Um, going to like a ready care place. Cause I'm like, I know I, and I get sinus infections enough. I know when it's coming on before it's even like fully onset. Oh, that's good. And so I went to a ready care place and I'm like, I've got a sinus infection. Um, and all of a sudden they're like, uh, huh, yeah, you do. And I'm like, no, seriously, I get them all the time. Um, I just need like a, a Z pack and I'm gonna be good to go. And they're like, we're going to swab your brain. Yeah. They're like, we're going to plant that computer chip in your head and we're going to go ahead and do that ready test for COVID. <laughs> awesome. Um, and, so I had to do the ready test and uh, the, or the rapid test or whatever it was. 15 minutes, I had to sit there in my car and wait. And then like, hey, guess what? You don't have COVID. And I'm like, oh, really? You don't say? Yeah, surprising, right? <laughs> Seeing that like colored snot is not a symptom of COVID. So yeah. surprising. There's a lot of information there for you. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I came home and picked up my kid on Sunday and like he ended up having a cold and Passed that along, and so I dealt with that for a few days too. And it was just like, sweet, okay, I can't win right now. So, and this explains Ryan or my solo, yeah, um, experience. And I realized that you know, podcasting is a lot more fun when there's somebody to talk to. Yeah, did like a million times better. No, I've and like, dude, I've done. Um, I mean, obviously, I have a history in radio, right? So, you know, my my weekend show that I used to do way back when was solo. You know, so I do like Saturday and Sunday evenings. Mm-hmm. Saturday night ones were fun because you'd like try to get your buddies to call in when they're all tipsy or whatever, and yep. just don't qu- don't cuss and I can put you on the but air. You had music too, right? Yeah, so I'd play music and stuff okay. and all that fun stuff, and then um, so you try to pass time, and it's easy because it's always in like you can talk for forty five seconds. Poof, next song, yep. But like doing something like this, dude. I was stop. I was like yeah. uh, thirty minutes here. Yeah, <laughs> this would easy to be an hour if it was Ryan, but uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> I got nothing else to give, so. Not, maybe I'll do part two. I do have like, it's a part two is probably maybe at most 20 minutes if I try and stretch it, but maybe we'll do it together. Cause that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it was just literally, this is from like 2009, just a random note I had written back huh. in 09 that I was like, Oh yeah. Somebody mentioned it. And I was like, that's a good idea. I could read that. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I was wondering where you came up with that concept because I was like, oh, let's. Yeah. And I messaged you and I'm like, did you record an episode without me? I wanted to surprise you. I was like, this would be great. Let's see what Ryan does. <laughs> I Actually, like, I, I totally thought about calling you just on air to be like, let's see what Ryan's doing right now. You know? be like, you know, plug my nose and talk. Yep. To- oh. <laughs> That'd be so cool. That'd sound like the, uh, like when you make your phone do like the robot voice or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, or no, I would sound like Stephen Hawking. You know, the, like, what's, yeah, what's the thing? Yeah. <laughs> the throat box. Yeah. That's kind of what I sound Mr. like. Talk like box. Really, really, really deep. Um, so hello, how are you doing? I mean, yeah, it was pretty rough. I was in rough shape. Dude. So, um, you know, I follow that, that Reddit for single dads. Yeah. And this will take us off topic a little bit, but bring us back to it. Um, I got another way of taking us off topic too, that I have to get off my chest. So go ahead. Oh, good. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, it. so the, the guy, we've actually talked about this before, but the guy, his, the topic was feeling guilty for wanting to have a serious relationship again. Oh. It was him and his two kids for eight years, right? <coughs> and he's, there it he's is. at that point. I mean, really, I mean, it's kind of weird. I think if you're a single dad, um, like it takes like five years to get right almost. And it yeah. sounds dumb, but it, it's really true because like, I mean, like I started, I wanted to date, but I knew I couldn't really, I just wasn't, I catch myself. I wasn't still, right for it. Still to this day I do yeah, yeah. for sure. And I'm what, almost four years now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so it's right around the corner for you. That's when, that's when life, that's when it happens. You're going to have some random girl just, Hey Ryan, can you teach me about this? And you'd be like, yeah, sure. And you'd be like, oh, I'm not sure. And then she'll what I stay. Like, yeah, sure. All right. That's how I talk. <laughs> in, in your head, that's how I sound. <laughs> you have, how do you sound in my head? I don't know if I could do that. You're, you're more joyous than that. I'm just, I use my dumb voice. That's my revenge of the nerds voice. I think. Okay. Yeah. It applies to everything except for my kids who are like surfers. All right. So what's, what's on your chest? <laughs> All right. So pay it forward, right? This happened to me the other day. Um, and it's happened now the last three times I've gone to a coffee shop like Starbucks or somewhere like that to get coffee. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me three times now in like the last six months um, where people are paying it forward, right? And the person in front of you pays for your drink. Which is super cool. My drink is super cheap to buy. Okay, sweet. Congratulations. You just bought a 16 ounce Americano black. It's like a $3 drink, I think. Something like less. $2 yeah. and change, right? So I get to the window. The gal in front of me is like, the gal in front of me paid for your drink. And I'm like, I already told you that I was going to use my free points to buy it. Like, yeah. And that was use my rewards, right? And so I come up to the window. She's like, you sure already paid for your drink. Do you want to pay for the people behind you? And I was like, what's their total? I, I finally started asking that because I got burned once with a $17 coffee order. And I'm like, yeah, what the crap? Like, okay, there's a difference between paying it forward and like now you're abused. like, yeah, getting abused or hosed by the people behind you. <laughs> so I asked the lady like, so what's the total behind me? She's like $21. And I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. not buying the people behind me. Thank you. And I was like, I was like, I can't split it. Can I? And she's like, I like put like a free drink on theirs and they won't. And she's like, no. Nah. And I'm like, okay, have a nice day. Thank you for the person in front of me. Like just left. Man, it's <laughs> crazy. Um, it I'm like, I'm, I, be- I believe in paying it forward, but don't be ridiculous about it. And like, Jake, cause like Dutch pros one time, they're like, they didn't even ask me what the total was behind me. Really? And so like, hey, do you want to, so the person in front of you bought your drink, dude. What's, what are you doing today, bro? I'm like, yeah, going to work. Oh, that sounds amazing, bro. Do you want to like, okay, this is my Dutch bros voice. And I'm probably like. They're not, super excited. I'm not stereotyping, right? No, they're super excited. <laughs> and they're like, well, the person in front of you paid for your drink. Do you want to pay for the person behind you, man? And I'm like, sure, whatever. 
comes back and it was like, yeah, 20 bucks worth of yep. coffee. And I'm like, dude, are you at least going to tell me the total? Like, holy, like, well, I mean, I'm like, wave into the people behind me and they like, they get the total and they're like, kind of confused. Like, mm-hmm. and I wanted to, and I, I knew one of the girls that was working there and I texted her and I was like, she was on my tennis team. I was like, did that person behind me pay for the car behind them? She goes, no. And I was like, what the crap, man? Yep. That's like, I think that's one of the biggest tricks. Like you have to, if you're going through those lines, look at the car behind you and count how many heads are in there. Yeah. That, I mean, because really it's awesome to pay it forward, but there's just sometimes you just, you're like, nope, I can't. So if you work at a coffee shop, don't leave the expectation that it always has to continue and just perpetuate all day. Yeah. Like that's sometimes unrealistic. Like somebody gets like the coffee order for work and then it's like, oh, sweet. I'm buying the whole office coffee now. No, like, no, I'm not going to do that. So I think the only good option <laughs> is that if you pull up and you have cash, then you go, hey, put this cash on the people behind me. That's what I was going to use on my, on my coffee anyway. Right. And you're paying forward that amount. So I did. A, I have a friend that owns a coffee stand in Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and she listens once in a while. So shout out to uh, Milk and Honey. They're actually putting a location here in Post Walls. Super excited, man. I love the Primo. bomb coffee. It's, it's bomb tough. coffee. It's tough because I know I know Laura, who owns Jitters. Uh-huh. She's a fantastic person. I yeah. actually know her family, and her brother tattoos me. One of the few people to do. And then I know the um, human being. Or is it human being? Yeah. Yeah, human being. And then I know Renee's on Ramsey. She's mm-hmm. awesome, too. Renee's great. So it, it's tough because you're like, is it, she's, oh, yeah, okay, she's, yeah. There's a, there's another one by the, uh, the big red barn. That place is delicious too, but it is tough yeah. because you know, all these people and you want to frequent there and you're like, man, who do I go to next? Yeah. It, it makes it a challenge. Yeah. No. So I know Stephanie that owns milk and honey and she's, she's awesome and her coffee's awesome. So I'm like, I'm excited right down the hill. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I know. It's right down the hill for me too. It's right by <laughs> my kid's daycare. Oh, that's even, even better. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, oh, that's somewhere. perfect. Um, but the, the gals at Renee's are going to be super bummed that I'm like, oh, you're only there half the time now. Um, but oh, speaking of her coffee stand though, like during COVID mm-hmm. I wanted to help out. So I had like a couple times would like go down through and I'm like 50 bucks and just be like, that's cool. Here's a tab. I don't care. Like put it on your site. Like, Hey, the next whatever, like make this go as far as it goes. Like if you want to throw down and, and like match or something like that, if somebody else wants to match, challenge them and mm-hmm. like somebody else can put down 20 and let's just like, you know, help people out happens, and yeah. help you out, whatever. So like, it's like, Hey, this 50 bucks is for teachers today. Like that's cool. Just tell teachers like to come get a free coffee on me. So here's something that the junior will probably never tell you, but junior, um, he started this a long time ago. He would go out and buy like a hundred to 100 to $200 in like Starbucks gift cards, like five bucks a piece. And every police officer he'd see you would hand them out. That's cool. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, oh, we can't take this because it, it looks like you're trying to give us whatever. And he's like, oh, shut up and take it. Yeah. Because that's what Junior is. Okay. Okay. Follow me to Starbucks and I'll go ahead and just like put it there on the counter yeah. and then you can go get your coffee. Yep. But he does, he does all sorts of random stuff like that that he'll just never tell people about except in me. And then I want to meet the people that run. Have you ever heard of the CDA giveaway? Yeah, on dude. Instagram. I want to know who those people are. Yeah. And not to like go win, like that's freaking cool. Just who are you, and and like, what's in the purpose? I mean, obviously it could be tax deductible, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a gift, right? So yeah. But it's it's a totally great idea. It's awesome. Just here's a wad of cash hidden somewhere in town. Go get it. Yep. Go Which shout out. out. Speaking of like giveaways, because um, I help moderate the page, but like the North Idaho Life page, um, Keith's one of my really good buddies, mm-hmm. one of my really good friends, and uh, they do an Easter egg hunt. And so shout out. 
keep your eyes on that Facebook page this week because the Easter egg hunts start this week. Awesome. And the Easter egg hunts are rad because it's an Easter egg and there's always like something of monetary value inside. So either get a gift card to a restaurant, um, all sorts looking. of cool stuff. Yeah. So you got to keep your eyes peeled. Get, out, get your kids. They're going to do an adult one one night. Mm-hmm. It'll have like gift cards to adult establishments. Cool. And not like adult, like you're not going to state line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like maybe like bees knees whiskey bar or something like that, like gift cards for that. So, um, but it'd be a flashlight hunt, which would be pretty cool. That's actually super cool. That's yeah. a totally good idea. Yeah. And so, uh, those will be starting up, I think this weekend. And, uh, what don't you moderate North Idaho world news, all sorts of like that? What is no, it? No. Who does that one? Cause you that, post some crazy, amazing that's, stuff. In there. That's, uh, that's, those are secret, um, individuals that I will not disclose their, okay. their identities because, there would be phone calls and emails for those individuals. Good. All right. Hey, so everybody, if you haven't followed <laughs> no, I do Ryan, North Idaho life and North Idaho foodie life foodie. So, yeah. Okay. But if you haven't followed Ryan, Ryan makes his own memes, which are super fantastic. Um, <laughs> like, like stupid, fantastic. I made one the other day. Uh, and if you're old enough to remember airwolf, yeah. which was about helicopter pilots, right? Yeah. And this, this thing, I, I posted something that was like, you know, um, what a shout out to our, our veterans that put their life in the line testing, the world's greatest attack that. helicopters, blah, 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 right? <laughs> and I had people share it and like it, and I'm like, yes, you know? Because, but they thought it was serious. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and then I posted it, of course, in like veteran groups because, you know, you have to, but just hilarious. I actually have all of the Airwolf episodes. So um, I did that a couple years ago, <laughs> and I took a picture of the guys from Chips. <laughs> I was like, thanks to all our men in uniforms. <laughs> That's so perfect. But... It's funny because we're at that age where like we remember all these great shows yeah. and all these young kids have no clue. I know. Like no clue. <laughs> it's like uh so they're like shout out to him. Yeah, because I had a buddy that was like, you know, ex Marine and I think he shared one that was like, Shout out to all the former military men that are out there and it was like the guys from the A team. Yep. Well <laughs> speaking of that, I feel like we should do a BLM with B. A. Baracus on there. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I I look at this guy, he was in his prime until until, you know, COVID hit and riots happened and now he's He's had to shave his hair and he got old real fast. Oh, he got, but uh, you didn't hear that Mr. T's like hardcore believer now, right? Oh yeah. I knew that. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh dude, there's so cool. many people out there doing yeah, that. It's, all, it's pretty really cool. cool actually. But I love Mr. T. <laughs> He's <laughs> pretty amazing. A team was my bar none favorite show as a kid. 9,000 rounds fired in, in one episode and no one gets hit. <laughs> dude, it's like fighting against like a, uh, it's like GI Joe th- that or, uh, the stormtroopers, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's totally true. No one gets hit. No one ever dies, but they build crazy. Like, remember the time, like they, I mean, I guess almost every episode, they actually modified the freaking 18 van yep. and put plates on the front. So you can shoot through it and everything that I'm like, you just undo it and put it back to normal. I understand. Put it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. No, and then Mr. T, he couldn't stand flying. They'd have to knock him out. Uh, Gosh, that's a great, sh- I should watch that. That's a great show. Is it on Netflix or something? It's on, it's gotta be somewhere. Oh, it is. Do you, do you remember the movie they made? The remake? Was actually it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, for as far as remakes go of things, yeah, I'll give it a pass. The uh, the guy they used to play the crazy dude was pretty spot on the money, and I yeah, always forget was. his name. I'm yeah. Forgetting his name. Oh. Um, he's also in the show. Uh, what is it? It's got. It actually was like a spot on. Um, and then I love how they spot spun the original characters back into the remade movie. Oh, it's so brilliant. Like when they were at the crazy house and like actually the original Murdoch was in there. Yep. And it was totally brilliant. Um, yeah. I'm going to actually pull up the guy that played him because it, he was so, so good. The one for Mr. T, I was not, it was Rampage Jackson. Not a fan. Howling Mad Murdoch was Chartol 
Copley? What the? What? Oh, dude, he was the guy that played in um, some really some crazy movies like District Nine and Chappie. Yeah, he was he was that guy. He was in Hardcore Henry also. Um, let me show you the picture. You'll probably recognize him. No, he's I'm been in a bunch him. of stuff, but but I mean, he, this doesn't even look like yeah. him in, in the A Team. Like he's actually got a really good base in in this movie called Hardcore Henry. It's like a first person gamer view. You see through his eyes, and he plays like nine different characters. Oh. It's amazing. It, it's crazy amazing. Yeah, I thought that they could have they could have casted Baracus better. Oh yeah, no, I totally than, agree. Then Rampage. Jackson. Yeah, I totally agree. Um. But I'm like trying to think of like who they would cast, but there there's others out there. There's only one guy I think that would have done better, but I can't think of his name off the top of my head, and I can't remember the show. Um, it was an old sci-fi show about a police officer that goes to a town in Oregon, and or- the town in Oregon's the name of the show, um, where like they do all these crazy experiments, and it's all like super high techy and special, and they like, gosh, my mom would know right now if I actually if the I- old Spice guy, <laughs> <laughs> the old Spice or guy. Terry Crews, Terry Crews be. Terry Crews could have pulled it off. Yeah. He could have pulled it off. I think so. He's bigger than Mr. T, though. He is. I don't think people realize how big he is. He's Dude, a, Terry Crews is a monster. He's a big boy. Yeah. So, anyways, our... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. We uh, <laughs> Our show to... I love how we do this every episode, though, so it's we kind of hard up thing. so much. I mean, yeah. we're only, like, what, 21 minutes of, of us gabbing like, <laughs> like, like crazy dudes? Of so. us yammering about yeah. nothing? So, and it's like... Seinfeld, right? I know I'm gonna I'm gonna remember the show and be like, oh, by the way, it's this. Like, yeah. So I mean, today, like, we we want to talk about forgiveness, and I think it ties into we wanted to talk about divorce as well. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you push on these and they like suction? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's because they're sealed. The headset. That's pretty. It's so weird, right? You're like, yeah. Let me just clean my ears out. I was like, yeah. I think I just like <laughs> made it go quiet for a second, and, like lost in my own self, in my own head. Um. But yeah, I mean, like you, you talk about forgiveness and it applies to divorce. You know, we wanted to kind of go into that series a bit. Um, obviously bringing Junior back in because he's going through it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think forgiveness ties across a lot of bounds, boundaries. Um, I don't know if that's right, even the right word, but I mean, it, it's it, it's approachable from all aspects of, of whether you're married, um, you're single, you're divorced. You're soon to be married, whatever. Like you have to learn the concept of what is forgiveness and what isn't forgiveness. It's um, a tough one because uh, really a lot is. of people really they a lot of people assume wrong when they talk about forgiveness and what it really actually is. You know, and it's it's tough because people think like if you forgive, I think here's the misconception, right? If you if you forgive somebody, you're opening the door to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. You're opening the door to be a doormat. Like, oh, I forgive. Oh, they're just going to forgive me every time so I can keep doing it. You know, and they always have like the joke of easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. <laughs> you know, and like that basically mean, I mean, I've I've been guilty of that. Like it's, it is in some aspects easier to just do. But that also says like I can just do what I want and there's not going to be any repercussions for it until afterwards. I'll just deal with the aftermath. Hey, so that show is called Eureka. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Eureka. <laughs> You could just said that, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, Eureka. Do you have an epiphany? It's It happened. It was right there. Um, <laughs> no, so you're right, dude. But I think one of the bigger issues is that people don't realize that forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. Yeah. That's, that's not what it means. It means letting go of something inside. When you, when you hold on to something, you're not forgiving it, right? You're harboring that and let it, let it fester in your mind, and it builds 
negativity and it constantly holds you down. And that's part of the issue there is that it really is, it's harmful. You know, and it, and it builds obviously, you know, inside of us, we approach our interpersonal relationships. If we have an inability to forgive on one end, it's going to carry itself across other relationships too. Um, and it'll build resentment. I mean, it'll harbor that, 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 that spirit of unforgiveness mm-hmm. will carry through to cause distrust, you know, and especially if, we, and I think even in yourself, like maybe you've done something wrong and you've screwed up and you haven't forgiven yourself for it and let yep. it go. Um, or given yourself a chance to heal from like your own actions. Well, part of it, you have to forgive yourself. Yeah. There's no way around it. As a parent, I mean, as a parent, we're doing it all the time. Yeah. Because constantly, I mean, if you're not going, hey, did I punish him too much? Did I not do enough? Did I whatever? You have to question and go, you know, I, I forgive myself for that. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm going to look when my kids are out of my house and, you know, they come to hang out when they're in their 30s or 40s. They're going to mention stuff that I'll be like, what? And I should have, and I'll go, I'll, I'll beat myself up over it. I know I will. That's what parents do, right? It's like, you still remember that? Like, yeah. Uh, uh. And then it'll bring it back out and you'll be like, you'll be like, man, and you'll not realize that you've never forgive yourself for doing that. And it's because you're never perfect, right? You can't be. Or you get the opportunity. I mean, you can run into this. I've ran into another relationship. So like something that is eating at you that you thought was a big deal and you bring it up to that person. And they're like, I just want to apologize. And they didn't even remember it. Yeah. It was like, a, how long have I been beating myself up over something that they don't even remember? Yeah. And, you know, so I think like, you know, dads that are listening out there to say this, like maybe you're in a situation to where you've done something that you're having a hard time forgiving yourself for, or and, you're paying for the consequences well, of let, your actions. Let's give some examples also. I mean, really, um, some of us guys out there had, I mean, they're the ones that cheated, right? Yeah. Forgive yourself. Don't recommit, Right. But forgive yourself because it happened. Move yeah. on. I mean, and, and that that's really the truth. And it, it sucks that I have to say that because I know some people out there are beating themselves up every day over it. Or every day they, they messed up some minor little bit, right? And they're just like, man, if, what if I would have done it better? What if whatever? Stop letting the what ifs hold you down because it's not good for you either. You're never going to heal. And you're probably going to repeat those issues if you're not healing from it. You know, and it's, you know, have we forgiven from wrongs that happened to us? I mean, like, we look at the personal ones. Those are easy. I mean, and not easy to point out because I think that we, as as humans, have the tendency to hold grudges. I mean, really oh, yeah. easily. And Well, let me pause you there real fast. Go ahead. How many people do you know still hold animosity over people from high school or even earlier? Dude, I know tons. Like, like, the, like a, somebody was a jackass in high school, and they're like, they still don't like the guy. It's like, yeah, and you're like, man, you don't know this person. So, you 24 to, years later, you don't get it. Like, I mean, you got to think. Yeah, we, as a person, I wasn't the same guy I was 10 years ago. Let's be real, I'm not right? The same person I was five. Yeah, we 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 changed so much because you and I want to grow as people. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing. So we are always adapting and always always looking back, going, man, how can I do this better? Um, so really, I mean, man, two years ago, I was probably a totally different person. When we started I, doing this, I, I think would say from the from, beginning of the, the beginning of this podcast, we're kind of, yeah, I would say we've bit. changed a whole lot since yeah. this also, which is crazy. And that, that's why we want to have more people on too, because we want them to benefit. Cause really airing this is our way of forgiving ourselves too. Yeah. I mean, we, cause we've got our own wrongs and you know, so like I'll, I'll take the approach to divorce. Like, I mean, there, cause there's stuff that, you know, I harbored against my ex for a long time and there's stuff that you can forgive and I'll just say this, preface this up front, because mm-hmm. you can forgive somebody, but it doesn't mean you're giving them a free pass to do whatever they want anymore. Yep. And it doesn't mean that you have to forget 
what they've done. What you, what forgiveness is doing is forgiveness cuts the tie of that action from the other individual to the way you live your life or the way you hold it against yourself or hold it against them. So you're, you're severing the bond that you've given and the power that you've given that action to affect your life day to day. I got an eyelash in my eye. No, you're fine. I thought I was making you cry again. <laughs> I'm weeping over here, Ryan. You're so good at this. No, but you're exactly right, though. It's if we, unless we forgive ourselves, unless we do that wholeheartedly and completely, and others, right, where you never give up that, the inner harbor, or the, the inner feelings. You never, you never release it. And, and it goes along with those people from 20 years ago. Man, there were people that wronged me in high, wronged me in high school. I remember a guy's name. I even, his, I remember his full name. His name was Ryan. It was elementary school, right? His name was Ryan. Same initial, but different last name, right? And the dude was always a schmuck to me. And I didn't know why. I couldn't figure it out. Now, I'm not harboring anything against him. I, I assume he grew up to be a really great guy. I can only, I would hope, right? And that, that's what it is. I would hope. Um, have I forgiven him for being, you know, a kid? Yeah, because we were all stupid when we were kids, right? Kids why are would idiots. you seriously yeah. like why would you hold on to retain anything from high school or elementary school? There's no point. Because we all gross and said it just it, it it's incredible that people don't forgive. And you know, forgiveness, and I'll kind of preface this because I'm I'm stealing a little bit too, is um some subject matter from the sermon series at church, but mm-hmm. um really did feel the the this subject needs to be given its place. It touched um, you know, because it, it does have a huge role as dads mm-hmm. um, of like, well, not only, I don't want to say letting things go. Cause I think we give that too much of a light. Well, as dads and parenting, I mean, honestly, yeah. um, one of the greatest things my mom ever taught me and she, she's an incredible person. And I know that she probably hasn't forgiven herself for some stuff in life. And I want her to, if she's listening, mom, forgive yourself. I don't hold anything I probably don't remember it either. It's all good. You know, I forget everything. So that's how kids are, right? We all forget that stuff. Um, My mom was amazing and she still is a great parent and I love her to death. But as parents, she taught me to not hold or to not take it personally. Right. And that, that's like the biggest key in my life. When my kids say dumb stuff, it's my kids saying (laughs) dumb stuff, right? If it's hurtful, it's, Hey, it's okay. I'm not going to take it personally because they haven't, gotten to this point in life. They haven't processed it all the way. You know what I mean? I just had an epiphany. Yes. Eureka. Eureka. (laughs) Um, I don't have any control over the intent of someone's words. Yep. I have all of the control over my reaction to what is said to me. 100%. 100%. Want to say it again? I have no control over the words and the intent of them out of someone else's mouth. Yep. I have all of the control over my reaction of what is said to me. So Dylan, um, as a child, would say, it wasn't my fault. This person made me do it. I hear that all the time. All the time. And every time he said it, I would say, does that person control who you are and what you do? And I'd let him sit there and think about it. And I go, again, does that person control who you are and what you do? And he would say, no. And I say, so then it was you that did it. Correct? Because he didn't take your hand and force you. He didn't yeah. he didn't make you do anything. You reacted inappropriately. And that's what happened. And so instead of making it like a punishable moment or whatever, it was more a um learn from it. 
understand each time. So I would, I mean, gosh, I can't imagine how many times I've said that, dude. Like, <laughs> like the amount of times I've said that. Because really that's what it is. It's reinforcing that, hey, I control the outcome. It's my choice. And anytime I would punish my kids also, it was the same thing. You made the choice and you knew that there would be a negative outcome. Before you did it, you might have not have thought about it, but you knew, hey, I have to accept responsibility for what's going to happen because I know it's bad. Huh. Yeah. I think it's all kind of part of that. It's weird how all this ties in together. Yeah. That's the crazy part about parenting is that like, it doesn't matter what parent you are, male or female, is it everything ties back into itself. Every subject matter does. So I'm going to, since I know the answers to these, but you don't. Oh, me. What do you think are some of the byproducts or characteristics that are left like from living in an unforgiving society or unforgiving lifestyle? So are we saying me as a person, if I did not forgive? Yeah. If you didn't forgive, what would some of the byproducts be or some of the side oh, effects? Dude, anger. There'd yeah. be a lot of anger. Of course, that's an easy one. Uh-huh. Um, depression, because that would actually hold me uh-huh. accountable on that side. Um, uh, I mean, those are two of the biggest ones. Like that's honestly, cause that, that would, that would screw your entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that would, that would really just mess up everything. So what else you got? So here's what forgiveness can do. Okay. And improve psychological well-being, physical health, and longevity. Yep. Literally forgive. And this is a clinical study, uh, university, so university of Pennsylvania. Let me break it down a little bit too, because so that, I mean, th- those are obvious, right? So when you're holding on to anger and animosity and depression, your cortisol levels skyrocket oh. 24 seven, right? And that's going to break you down physically. Anyway, yep. you're going to start storing more body fat. Um, you're going to start having a lot more issues. You're physically your not going to move. Your responses to everything will go through the roof. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's massive. That makes sense, dude. That makes serves sense. as a, uh, protective against poor health and psychological consequences. Literally makes you just feel better. Obviously the core joy. Well. Yeah. Joy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's like going outside. The more you are outside in the sun, the better you feel, which is why we get up in this area, the winter depression. Um, benefits of forgiveness are most significant for the one who has been hurt. Yeah. Because the one who has been hurt is the one holding on to it. Uh-huh. And it takes energy to be. To harbor resentment. So for people listening, if you want to practice forgiveness, and it is a practice, this is not a, I'm just going to do it under my breath thing, right? Um, there's two ways, right? So one way is you could repeat in your mind forgiveness, right? I forgive this, or I forgive that, or forgive whatever, or forgive myself. But when you speak it, when you actually use your voice and speak it verbally and audibly, there's a totally different change that happens. And do it multiple times. I mean, I, I would say up to 10 times at least to drive that in there because that's a concerted effort. Yeah. And it really is. And, and the vocal is what really kind of does that. It's really weird how in our minds, it's not as impactful. And, it, and what it is, is, you know, to, if you if you're familiar with the replacement theory, it's a great opportunity to actually practice this. Is when you, is that that Keanu Reeves movie? No, no. Are you sure? Maybe. I don't He's know. a quarterback. No, that's the replacements. Oh, not the replacement. Okay. Keanu didn't make that up. Just checking. It's a terrible movie, by the way. That was a great movie. Uh, I totally uh, I wish. It's a great, terrible movie. Okay, so I, I don't do football. I'm it's good, awful terrible. At, like, at like sports stuff, right? I really am. I show up for the food. Pause your yeah. thought, though. Um, and so, you know, I'd show up at like a, at like the Super Bowl, and I'd want a jersey. And I bought a couple of jerseys for work. Like, yay, sports ball. Basically is what it is, right? <laughs> so I bought some military jerseys, because I you know, when the when Seahawks played their military honor, like, I was like, that's a cool jersey. I need that. One of the greatest jerseys I own 
is from um, Married with Children. I have, the Al Bundy? I have Al Bundy's jersey. That's awesome. And I really wanted to find the one from Replacements. <laughs> Uh, Shane, that, Fal- Shane Falco, the Falco, yeah, yeah Shane Falco. I, I totally wanted to show up with with that one day and be like, and be like, like, oh, Falco, who's that? Uh, the deaf tight end was the best player <laughs> on that team. No, oh, yeah, by far, totally amazing. Yeah, and the cheerleaders. Don't get me wrong, on the cheerleaders. <laughs> I'm gonna give them props. I mean, they really support the team. Let's be real. They they make the team. <laughs> <laughs> Those cheerleaders are better than the cheerleaders that were in uh, the longest yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's that's true. Uh, I guess it depends. That's true. It was Rob Schneider and like. oh my gosh, that that's a great movie too. Gosh, it's always yours. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I'm sorry, I screwed up. Okay, so the replacement theory. Uh, replacement theory is a great opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so forgiveness. Um, it's a like I said, it's a concerted effort. So every time you have something that brings up the insert emotion here. Mm-hmm. about something that you're harboring resentment or anger or distrust or whatever. Say that like, Hey, you can say every time I choose to forgive this action and you replace it with a thought of a reflexive, like what is something positive that you could think about in turn and not necessarily about that person just in general. So when your mind starts to go back to like this offense, so say, there was infidelity. Mm-hmm. It's really easy when you've been cheated on to go back to that well. Easy, yep. Really easy. I mean, I think a lot of us now, it's more common. I think it's the most common reason for breakups now. Yeah. Um, I would say 100% on that one. It's that and money, those two things. Yep. Um, so it's really easy to go back to that well on infidelity. And but be, when you start harboring those feelings, you replace it with a happy thought. Yeah, I replace it with something like every time I feel angry at my ex for this action. I think about my child because they're a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. And my child brings me joy. So every time I want to be mad, I think, no, that choice or to be with that person that hurt me brought about something that was so great. On that note, I want to say thank you to the, the ladies in my life that created the offspring that I get to hold me, I get to hold every night. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. That's freaking amazing. Now, it didn't work out, whatever. Who cares? I don't care. I get my daughter, I get my boys. I love life. I love having them all around. Even if they're just sitting around playing on their phones, I don't care because mine are old enough to do that and they ignore everything, right? No, Mike does it with his Nintendo Switch. So yeah, I want one of those so bad, I think, maybe. Yeah, he, uh, I just want to play Zelda. That's all I want to play. I'm not so I got lie. like the NES and SNES games on it now. Sweet. Oh, Mario 3. I almost <laughs> beat it the other night. I almost beat Mario 3 the other night. My, uh, I, I let Dustin <laughs> borrow um, my like little emulator, you know, and it has uh-huh. like 15,000 games. There's like 7,000 NES games or whatever, and like it's got every Mario ever, and I'm like, yes, this is great. He's playing <laughs> Zelda 1 on it. <laughs> it's super cool. So... We went back to um, the replacement theory, and like we obviously you said about the children, yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful for that too. It's like that's any any fathers out there. This is advocacy, of course. So you're listening. Go back to that. I mean, your kids, man. When you're older, you're going to be so happy and so thankful. It's an amazing thing. And you know, you can use and I and I I don't want to speak for certain people, but like 
and it's not for myself, but like, I know other dads out there that don't have the relationship with their kids that they want. Yeah. Well, don't quit. Build it. Yeah. So like, where's if there could, that could be resentment too. They could resent themselves because their actions led them to a place where now they are disconnected from their children. Mm-hmm. Well, thank God there's a tomorrow. Every and day, there's a today. Yeah. There's a and more so. Thank God there's a today because you can do small steps today to lead to a better tomorrow. You know, like people always talk about how how the next day is a blank page in your book, right? And that's that's a common thing. Yeah. You know, start writing that page. You know, dude, the next second is a brand new second, and it sounds crazy because that that's how short, right? That's how much yeah. time you have. If you're thinking about something that's going on and you want to change it, that second next is what you're going to do is make that change. You know, and it's. And it becomes a series of habits. And you look at like, just take millionaires, for example, right? Oh yeah. Millionaires are built on habits, mostly. And a lot of them too, though, are just based off of a guy that, or a, per, a woman or whatever that had the idea. They took a second and changed their life with a decision in the next minute or second that led to a series of behavioral changes or a series of financial changes or whatever type of change that they got in place that led down the path to a period of success. Mm-hmm. Had they not taken the time to make that one little change in that second, would they still become a millionaire? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like it's a mindset. It's also a book, but yeah, millionaire. But it's true, yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to say like go be a millionaire. I'm saying like if you want to be a good dad, like make a change in the next minute, like commit to something. And like, it's so easy. If if you want to be a good dad right now, pause us and call your kid. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean, it's really that simple. Like, call your kid. And if you're not allowed to call him, write him a flipping letter. Man, when my uh, when I was young, you know, we we sort of talked about me. My dad would call once, twice a year, right? But it was amazing because it was so it was so uncommon that I was like, "Oh, my dad's calling me," right? And it would be okay for a couple of days or whatever. And then after that, it wasn't amazing anymore. But if he would have tried to reach out more often, even now, I mean, he doesn't really reach out, which is we don't have much of a relationship, and that's okay. I know he's busy with life, and that's okay. That's fine, but. You know, I'm not going to hold it against him. I'm over all of that. And that's the best part is that I don't feel guilt or any resentment at all. Excuse me on the cough, by the way. That's right. <laughs> Ryan, I don't think you noticed. So I'm, I'm holding my dragon. Yeah. We're not on YouTube yet, so people can't see. Did you notice the, the small squishable animal behind you? That's a sloth. Did and my, feel how soft he is. My kid would freak out. Dude, isn't that thing amazing? That is awesome. That's rad. I just, I had a random moment where I it's saw like, this those thing like at my, the... At the mall, and I was like, once I in a while, this. that's my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Um, Every morning for me, <laughs> dude. Time change messed with me. Yeah, normally doesn't really bug me too much. This time around, I don't know what it was, man. Oof. It's old age. Daylight savings whooped me this week. I don't even know why we do it. There's no point anymore. <laughs> Let's not go back. I'm, just, it's, I'm done. Let's make a statement. We're not doing it anymore. That's how I feel. It's just gonna be an hour off the rest of my life. Now <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Um, but um, do you know what rumination means? Not off the top of my head. Or to be ruminant. Doesn't it doesn't mean to dwell on something? To chew. Okay, yeah. Like a ruminant animal means constantly chewing, right? The, that is a big freaking word, dude. So, it's a small word, but it, it, okay. Well, the reason I ask you that question is because unforgiveness is a practice of engaging in the ruminative thoughts. Yep. So engaging in the continual chewing, you're always chewing on it, right? If yeah. They, Thoughts of anger, vengeance, hate, and resentment. And that makes sense. That's why I thought I was dwelling on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And uh, 
I mean, think about having to live that lifestyle. Like, and we talk about it, like, as a, let's look at society as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at the United States. What do we see? We talk about the byproducts of, of unforgiveness, right? I mean, we're living that right now. Anxiety, depression, uh, heart, heart disease. There's all of these byproducts of unforgiveness. They are literal byproducts of it. What are the most common things that we deal with in society right now? Like health wise. Yeah. It ain't COVID folks. <laughs> no. The anxiety, depression, heart disease, blood pressure. I mean, you name it, like mental health issues. It's just, and the more like, negative, it's interesting if we look at the, um, the media, right? And not just like news, but we're media not taught in to forgive. No. In media, when you, if you go back, let's say 50 years, right? Leave it to Beaver, um, the Adams family, uh, the Munsters, right? All these things. These were Andy Griffith show. Andy, yeah. Andy Griffith show, right? Um, even let's say Dukes of Hazard, right? And it was a different era, but still, these were all feel good shows that taught feel good things. The, right? uh, the Cleavers, man. Everything, everything back then. And you watch TV now and it's totally different. You have a show literally called Vengeance. Yeah. But uh, everything now, <laughs> I mean, everything on TV now has gone so negative and so skewed that literally people watch TV in an anxious state. Yeah. To How, get anxious. We have like one of the most addictive either podcasts or TV like right now, murder shows. Yeah. Like we want to watch people getting killed. Like, How, and we wonder why our society is like jacked up. It's, it's <laughs> totally crazy, but you can see the change in media has directly influenced how physically we are, how mentally, how mentally clear we are. And then, I mean, literally everything, you know, we want an opportunity to, we look for it in every corner to be offended. Yeah. By media. Like they're forcing us to be offended by something. We're being, and if we're not offended by it, they're going to tell us we're offended by it. Yeah. They're going to tell we're offended by it. Yeah. Tell us we should be offended by it until we are offended by the, the, the force. Can I bring this up? Yeah, go ahead. Pepe Le Pew. Are you serious? Can I bring this up? Yeah. Dr. Seuss. Freaking serious. People, if you don't, if you don't know this, Dr. Seuss literally wrote He's a racist his books. now. Didn't you know that, man? Yeah, but he literally wrote his books to stop racism. That's why there are so many little things about, oh, these, I don't remember the name of the freaking little creatures. He, he became created. less woke, even though he like, he wrote the book, The Lorax, yeah. about saving the planet. Yep. And there was one about, about little creatures <laughs> with stars and ones without stars. And, and the stars were better and these other guys weren't. He literally wrote his books about that whole subject matter so people wouldn't be racist. Or just wouldn't judge people by what they look like and more of the content. Oh, you mean the content of their character instead of the color of their skin? Huh. Like, who Weird. said that? Who said that? I, some famous doctor person. Something Mr. King? Dr. King, huh? Dude, I hate that, so, that's not me. So much of the society, like, we talk about anxious, right? And depression. And well, here it is. Like, yeah. it's ugly face. You have people we live in saying, an unforgiving society, Right. They are w- unwilling to look at something outside from 50 freaking years ago and realize that, like, I, I mean, I watch Looney Tunes cartoons. You see me going around like Yosemite Sam and firing off guns at people because I'm that freaking stupid or that a cartoon. Yeah, I'm going to stand on top of a cliff and drop a freaking anvil on somebody or strap a kid with roller skates and throw a rocket on his back. Happy Le Pew was an example of what <laughs> not on. to do. And that's why he was drawn that way. Yeah, he was the he was the epitome of the uh, the guy that you didn't want to be. It was a cartoon made to make you uncomfortable because his actions were not acceptable. Yep, and that was it. But no, I mean, but when I I think part of the issue is that we're giving so much media time 
to people that say this is racist. There was, I watched a video of a girl who said math is racist because two plus two could equal five, depending on how you perceive it. I saw a four year university. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Four year university yesterday, Yesterday. local college. Okay. Drop the requirement for standardized tests like the SAT and the ACT because those tests are racist. You know, why are they racist? Because somebody might get a lower test score because they didn't have the same privilege as white folks to take the SAT or ACT. So therefore now going to college is racist. It's Dr. Ben Carson. I'm just going to say, I'm gonna, yeah. if you guys don't know, he was, this is super, a tangent that I've got to get off my chest, but his stay mother, here for this. his mother didn't know how to read. No. She couldn't read at all. And she said, you boys aren't going to watch TV anymore because she got tired of them watching TV all the time. And she said, you will go to the library every week and read a book. And that's it. You get like 20 minutes of of TV time or whatever, right? So he went out and did all this. And the guy went from no nothing poverty to excelling at all of the grades he's ever had to being a doctor that that was the first doctor ever. Surgeons in history. To disconnect conjoined twins at the brain. But no, he's racist. He's an Uncle Tom, according to a bunch of people, because he is a conservative black man. Because he made himself. And you know what? We he refuses all, to be afflicted because society's trying to tell him to be afflicted. I mean, like, I think about my best friend Alfonso in, in Portland, right? And Alfonso didn't have much growing up at all. They, they grew up in a trailer that had frogs under the sink. I remember the frogs under the sink. Cheese on the counter that was sweating that we made grilled cheeses with. I, I had an iron stomach back then, right? And and Alfonso went out and as a, in his, what, 20s, 24, 25, he went to Carrington College and became a, a nurse's aide or a medical assistant, something like that, right? Does that make him an Uncle Tom because he wanted to do better or because he chose to do better? I don't understand. No, he's supposed to live in a situation, just be upset and blame everybody that he isn't as well off as he should be. He went and did it, right? And, and I mean, I'm so proud of the guy. I'm so proud of him. I wish I could find him. But and that is deep sarcasm, folks. If you take that literal whatever, yeah. like, yeah, we, there's no helping you. There is there is no racism here. We don't do that. But we expect people to try as much as they can. Like, I tried as much as I could, and Ryan tried as much as he could. It's not situations that make us who we are. Well, look at your, your brothers that joined us on one of our episodes, right? I mean, like, you know... Y- I don't Man. know what the situations that he ran into as kids. Cause I can imagine living down South. Like that would just be a different world, right? If That's, I can get right to junior to tell you about his past, you would be like, I can't even fathom this. Yeah. Like legitimately his, his father and most of his family on his father's side, MS 13. Oh, okay. No joke. Yeah. And anybody that knows MS 13, you don't just, just walk away. And expect it to be peaceful yeah. and not have repercussions for walking away from the syndicate. So, I mean, the reality is that he's got, there's, we all can make that choice to become greater than who we are if we choose it. And that's, yeah. it's really that easy. And it doesn't really know bounds. I don't think, I mean, that's not circumstantial based on your skin color. No, I mean, it's I not. Well, it, it's, it's based on your decisions. If let's say, okay, let's say you're young, you're a young guy, let's say 18 to 30, whatever, right? And you decide to go get a Hellcat, a Dodge Charger Hellcat, and spend the eighty dollars to $90,000, are you putting yourself in a good position? No. You can't afford that. You know you can't afford it. There's no reason to do it. Go buy a beater with a freaking heater, get your life together, 
pay off all your crap and start stepping those you can stones. Go pay cash for Hellcat, and not even have to. I mean, if you spend a good solid 10, 15 years working in life, you can go pay cash for that Hellcat. Yeah. But you, you got to stop. We've, we've got to, and this is part of the old, the, I don't know if you listen to my solo approach, but it was the keeping up with the Joneses. And that was it. Everyone is, is pushed by TV and commercials that we need something new and better every single year, every whatever. Stop buying into it, people. Don't do it anymore. Take what you have, drive it till it dies. Freaking save your cell phone. Don't, don't upgrade every year. Like, let's be real about this. You don't need to spend the money. And so this ties really well, actually, I feel, to forgiveness. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I just thought we were going off somewhere else. No, I think we we can bring this back in and bring it back together. So glad. Because you look at the byproducts of of forgiveness, right? And you think you're not in the right state. You're not in the right mind, right? We put ourselves in a a self-induced psychosis, driving ourselves wild. And then we try to use other things to get over this, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of letting go and being able to work through our stuff, we are so quick as a society to just insert answer A or B for the answer for our problems. I'm depressed. I'm tired. I'm going to go shopping. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's your pick me up. No, no. You lost your job and you don't have this. So it must be because of the color of your skin or it must be because whatever. I mean, like you could start tying this back to societal Anything, yeah. issues and you wonder why our society is so jacked up and so screwed up. Here's a question. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. I just flipped the script. You sure? Yeah. Again, I'm gonna say, not racist. Okay, I'm gonna say it first. What if when white people got fired, they said, "Well, it's because there's so much affirmative action." They laid me off so they could hire more people, even though I was perfectly qualified. I want to have that conversation with Junior in the room. How crazy would that? No, be? No, 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 no. And be, you guys, you guys, Junior Hispanic, be, you'd be ran up a pole. Kenneth, man. yeah, Kenny, Kenny is, is he's black. I'm gonna yeah. say, people, you're not African American unless you come from Africa. Yeah. There's a lot of black people living in London and they all sound like people from London. They, they're not from Africa. They're London. We're, we're all Americans first. Kenny's, Kenny's cool. Kenny's a cool dude. dude he's, he's so much fun. Actually, <laughs> he's actually super crazy. And, but I also pick up from him that he doesn't use like where he's been or where he's come from as a, like a crutch or a reason to hide. Right. Oh no, man. Not at all. And Do you want to show you Junior's latest Instagram? No, I mean, you haven't showed it to me. No, check this out. This is great. I'm going to play it real fast because we're probably going to... Everybody's going to be able to hear it. Yeah. Hey, Ken, what are we barbecuing today? These nuts. (laughs) 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 And and on the caption, it says, it says barbecue with bro Ken. We're just missing my my brother T. King. Love you both. Like, this is the random stuff that Junior just sends me all the time. But this is Ken and Junior just hanging out being being dudes. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) I'm sorry, we got off track again. No, we did. I mean, it's just <laughs> I look at this and I, I start like start processing the madness, right? I wonder. And it's so easy to get sucked into the cycle of like, oh yeah, I could just get spun up into a frenzy, and that is exactly what society wants from you. Whether it is with like issues at hand, they want you to be pissed off one way or another, like pissed off on their side or pissed off against so they can blame something on you. Yeah. What's going to happen to our kids? Dude, I mean, that's where, it's that's where I'm really seeing at. it, man. It's just whip, like they are being raised to be like these SJWs from an early age. Now they see these like little things that should be issues. Should, I mean, should we be cognizant of race? I don't think we should do it at all. I mean, it, I see people and that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a reality, right? And I, you know, and I think that we get, it gets this connotation that it, it, it's like, it. I don't know, it gets taken negatively. <laughs> 
So where this I is, look at it as like, you know, my kid has a friend, a church that is a black kid. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know he was black until his mom took him to a BLM rally, which is crazy because we, and we don't see that. And we talked about that in, yeah. on one of the past podcasts, right? We should, we should never see race, right? Like, who cares? I don't care if you're black or white or what color you are. It doesn't matter, right? I want to see your ethnicity. I th- the thing is, though, I want to see race when somebody's attacking my friend. If I have like, if I have a friend that's black and mm-hmm. he is being prejudiced because of his color, yep. I will call that out faster than freaking anything. And I will call it forked. Yep. And I think it's, but totally I'm not going to go and say like, because something was unfair, like he went to go buy a car and he couldn't get a car. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of color of his skin. Maybe he's got crappy credit or maybe like, you know, he didn't there's have a, a million job. reasons. There's a million reasons why, or like going and getting a house. Well, my daughter's trying like, to buy a I car I have friends right that have been denied for houses because they didn't have credit. They didn't have a job that paid enough to make that mortgage. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the color of their skin. Not at all. What I, we need to, in our society, we need to get away from race um, as, as a thing, right? Completely, right? Let's, I actually, I, I wrote this thing up about um, a dream I had one night, and I'll probably, I'll read that one of these days for us. But basically, essentially, it's that we are, we are a mixing pot. We have always been a melting pot here in yeah. the U.S., right? And it's amazing. And you come in the right way, and that way we're all Americans. We're not from somewhere else in America. We are Americans. We're all in it to win it and make this country well, great, right? Our inherent differences are what makes us the greatest country. And that's the best part, right? Yeah. And the best thing is that our ethnicity, where our background comes from, is what made us so strong in the first place. Oh, dude, like, it's what makes everybody want to come here. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, like, do you know how much racism exists in the world just between... Good Lord. Cultures within them. I mean, go to Africa. I mean, go anywhere that's not the, the U.S. The tribal basically. splits. I mean, yeah. And it's like, you know, so I don't, and I'm not saying the racism doesn't exist. Don't, don't mince those words. When somebody think that I'm going off on a tangent. What I'm saying is, is that what does exist is a refusal at a kind of a core caste system level, right? Mm-hmm. That there is a group within this country that thinks that everything is, is racist. racist. Yep. And it's not. It's not all or nothing. It's not going to be never racist. And it's never going to be totally racist. There will be portions of our society that have racism built within them. And you can't stop that. And you can point it out. And yeah. I think you have to educate it. Like and you, then you have, just hope. Yeah. And you hope that like those people, like they're going to get their up and comings. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, did you, there was an article about a, a black guy that went into a Klan rally dressed as a Klan member, right? Not the, not the Chappelle skit. No. Yeah. And it, it was a legitimate thing, but he ended up talking to some of the guys there and they found out that he was black and they didn't understand why they were supposed to hate him. Yeah. They couldn't figure it out. So he actually converted people by doing that, which is amazing. And it's that people, there will inherently be these issues, right? And I mean, like, so let's talk about the attacks on Asian people lately. Yeah. They say that these Asians were attacked, and but they don't tell who was attacking it, right? It was in San Francisco. This it was in Seattle, too. Yeah. And, and it wasn't, the, the attacks weren't propagated by people with lower melatonin. Maybe melanin, coming, sorry, melanin, coming, yeah. No, it was more from the higher melanin levels? Yeah. And it, I, I would assume that they, I mean, I don't know. I the thing is, is that if we're acting wild and out and crazy, call it out wherever it exists. Yeah. The hardest part is that let's say if I was a woman and I got raped by a Hispanic guy, just as an example, 
I would automatically worry around any other Hispanic person. It's a natural defense mechanism. You know, security. And I, and I think that, and I don't blame her. No, right? and I, cause I look at TV and it's like, you know, you look at cop shows mm-hmm. and they do have a propensity to show a criminal yep. as a person of color. Yeah. Does that need to stop? I would say, yeah, I, I honestly, to personally, I, th- I don't think it needs to stop altogether. I think it needs to be, Hey, you need to have a better casting system to like be able to bring in not necessarily every drug dealer that you arrest on NYPD blue is a black dude. Yep. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. That's ridiculous. Cause you're perpetuating the thought process. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so like, then you're going, then so you, it carries over into society and this is where I agree with, to some extent of like the systemic stuff that exists. Yep. Here is where it exists. Why is it the systemic stuff is existing on the, the side that tries to say that they're against it? Because most of those producers of all those shows. Or the actors themselves. Yeah. People you can read in between the lines there, I hope. Yeah. But anyway, so, I mean, here's, here was the best thing. Remember when Cops was on TV? Bad boys, bad boys, right? Amazing show. They gave you a real snippet of life. And it wasn't just ethnicities or, or people of different oh, colors right. getting, it was like, I mean, how many times did you see a crazy white guy? I love him. Guy? Don't arrest him. Oh, oh yeah. So it's trailer oh. park episodes. Yeah. So good, right? Yeah. There were many, many times it was crazy white dudes being insane. Yeah. And doing drugs. It was fun. But we got away. We, we don't want cops anymore. Because cops are bad, according since uh, George Floyd. And yeah, it kind of started with. Ferguson, but yeah, you go from, you keep kind of perpetuating that to know and now like live PD has gone and everything else. And it's like, you know, you want to, it's just, it goes back to society. I look at it as, as chaos, right? So what, do, where is our calm within the chaos? If we're going to try to find a landing spot for our little tangent that we went off on, you know, and we just, we have to find that equal ground. And that's the thing is that we have to stop looking at things as extreme and go, look, we know we can't change everybody. And just because we have social media and news outlets that will blast you with 19 articles written four different ways about the same thing and making you think it's in your hometown, it's not in your hometown. I will go back to this, my statement, right? My epiphany. Mm -hmm. I have no control over the intent of the words said to me. I have all of the control over my actions and how I choose to react to what was said. And that's all we can do. That's it. It's pretty basic. So, I mean, like, do I watch the news? No. I haven't watched an evening news in a year and a half. I don't think I've watched news in I don't know how long, man. I mean, really, it's, oh, gosh, yeah, it's been a long time. You know, and so it's like, well, people, well, how are you informed with what's going on in the world? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's not, I mean, I kind of, I will peek at, like Reuters once in a while, if I really mm-hmm. have the urge to know what's going on. And then I look at it and then I'm like, I'm not missing anything. Nothing in the world has changed in the last two years of how people are treating each other for me to be freak out about things. There's a couple news outlets that I like, um, but it's really hard. You, And I mean, I, I want, I want just reporting like yeah. it used to be, you know, this is what happened. We don't know anything else. Cool. Everybody wants to like take their spin, and it, that that's what drives yeah. me for. I want I want real I want real reporting. I want nineteen seventies and eighties reporting. I want Walter Cronkite sitting in the helicopter in Vietnam reporting. Yeah, exactly. 
it, it should be pretty simple. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be hard. I, I think everybody wants that. I want local reporting. I want actual local reporting for my area. So I know that my neighbors, I mean, because really you, you look at what's going on, right? I will go with this. Are looking at their neighbors. Reporting like died after nine 11. hundred percent. Cause nine 11, you could turn on any channel and they were all Fox news, CNN, MSNBC, the same. Yep. All on the same page. The same page. It was all about, this is what's going on. This is what we know. This is who we found. This is what, what we found out. And then all of a sudden it's like, we get in this like division and it started to the divide grew a little bit more and more and turn more into how do we entertain and cause outrage? Yeah. Cause that's what sells. Oh, I like, got more, I got, I got people riled up. So I got more to click this week. And that's what it was. And it was like, they were like, Oh, Hey, we can make money this way. Yeah. I remember when outraged magazines and, and whatever was only in the grocery store. Mad magazine. Sun Magazine, or the whatever Sun, right? Wasn't it? The Inquirer. That's where the you got all the random yeah. garbage, right? National but now, Inquirer. now everything's the Inquirer. Literally yeah. everything's the Inquirer almost. Everything's sens- sensationalized. And it's easier now to recant your statements mm-hmm. of falsehoods. Like, you could spit they out whatever need- the crap you want now. And I, I will throw, I and think it was- Opinion the, pieces all day long. No, who was it this week that threw out, like Time Magazine totally went off on a tangent. Or no, it wasn't Time, it was- um USA Today wrote a false article about former President Trump, Mm -hmm. wrote a false article about a conversation between him and a poll worker in Georgia. Completely false. Totally taken out of context. It ran on every freaking news headline I saw on the internet. They're like, he was, and then conspired. Guess what was released yesterday? And nobody reported on it. What's that? The entire state was recanted because they took it out of context. Crazy, huh? But there's even how many people still think that that was true? Everybody, yeah, because it didn't make headlines. So <laughs> we, I know, guys. I'm so, we so like sorry. Went we went off, off in left field. Like I think we this has been brewing though a political episode, and, and it really has like a little bit. So, <laughs> but really, we just this this ties in though forgiveness. Whatever you think you know about somebody, right? The media hype about whatever isms, forgive. Yeah. You know, what, what would our society look like if one side chose to forgive the other of whatever wrongdoing they thought they saw? Mm-hmm. And they thought it they would, saw, because we would, don't know 100%. There's no... You know, what movements would die? I mean, you could look at the patriot movement of what you see with everybody attacking liberals on the, yep. on the right. That movement would die. 100%. You know what else would die? The BLM movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, like both these arguments that you have, like perpetuating of riling up these masses of literal, and I say this and like, you look at the, the hierarchy of maturity, it's literally a bunch of adolescents. And I'm not saying that in the literal sense of, of young people, it's a bunch of the adolescent mindedness, minds. adolescent minds being sheep following whatever they're freaking led to told because their emotions are getting the best of them. I grew up in Portland and I hate watching my city burn. Portland and it was, was such a rad city. Yeah, it was it was my favorite place to go. And now I'm like, I don't even want to be there. I don't I don't want I lived in Wilsonville <laughs> as a kid. And like yeah. I remember Portland being so freaking cool. It was the coolest place, right? Like in the that early nineties. Oh, yeah, it was amazing, dude. It was amazing. Awesome. So I mean, yeah, totally cool. But like it just it just blows my mind away. I mean, you know, we need to stop perpetuating and allowing people to feel offended. Because offended doesn't mean anything. It does It's an emotion. You're letting your emotion it really offenses letting your emotions run the show, mm-hmm. right? What happens when we let our emotions get the best of us if we don't have the ability to forgive or don't have the ability to grieve? 
Well, I mean, and a lot of times also spin ourselves into freaking debt. You'll kill yourself. Yeah. But a lot of times also people are offended because they don't understand. Get the facts, man. Yeah. Like get the real facts. Don't get the opinions, right? Because there's, there's too many opinion pieces now. There's too many, literally almost everything's an opinion piece and they run it like it's fact. And then they, they, you go back and you're like, wait, that was an opinion. It wasn't even true. You know, so we talk a lot about narcissism. Oh goodness. On the show. (laughs) Right. One with it's one it's and here's a fact. Narcissistic personality disorder is the most difficult disorder, mental health disorder to uh, diagnose in the DSMs. Do you think that we're all narcissists to a point that we all, we all are, we all have inherent narcissistic tendencies because we all want to be right. Well, it's self-preservation. Yeah. It's not just right. It's self-preservation is where it, it arrives from or derives from. But it is like narcissistic NPD is the hardest to diagnose because it has so many ties to other areas, depression, anxiety, borderline personality disorder. You can go on one end, multiple personality disorder, schizophrenia. Like, I mean, it's a sphere of all of these disorders. If you just look at it as like a, a 3D cube, each corner has its own ownership within narcissistic personality disorder. Where is it? When and where is it developed? You know, it's developed in the adolescent and even in the kind of the four to five year old range, right? Mm-hmm. We look at kids that are spoiled brats and we just call them a spoiled brat. Well, in reality, what are they learning? They're learning how to be narcissists. That's what just being a spoiled brat is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so, you know, if we want to stop this emotional ruling, right? And it's, we want the facts and the factual reality to rule the day, it goes back to the statement I said of, you have no control over the intent of what somebody else says, but you have all of the control over your reaction to everything. Sometimes you want to react, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, especially on social media. Somebody says something, boom, fly off the handle, and you let's like, let your emotional tirade, like, you know, here's my beliefs, and this is what you should know, and hold your righteous hand up there and like stand on your mountaintop and scream. Yeah. When in reality, what would the better response be? I'm trying this rhetorical. I'm I'm trying to get you to give an answer because I have a retort for it. No, go for it. The better response would be take a breath. Ask yourself, is my opinion going to change this person? Is my personal opinion because I look at it personally too, is that other person has no control over the intent of my words. Yeah. They have all the control over their reaction this to what is, I say. This is your take a breath, take a break, but don't shake a baby. Yeah. That's that, mine. That's yeah. And and maybe it is, okay, then come back with a factual response, a yeah. calculated response. It's like every time you want to write that freaking long message and you just hammer it out there in Facebook land and you've got like the three paragraph thing, stop and read it. Let oh, I do every time. And then let I'm it like, stop there, copy it, and then select all, delete. I mean, I do the same Think thing, man, because <laughs> there are posts that I want to go off on, and I really want to go off on, right? And I write it out, and I'm like, you know what? Or I get halfway through, and I go, is this really going to make any difference at <laughs> or all? Or you could just be sarcastic <clears throat> and off the cuff like me sometimes, mm-hmm. too. Like, just like a one little one-sentence quip and be like, oh, there, there's my little... Drop the bomb and nuclear bomb and walk away. <laughs> I love watching your posts. They're freaking, they're so entertaining, dude. It's not even funny. Like absolutely entertaining. But 
And you're right. Like, in the in the reality of things, though, is that you know whether you're dealing with grief, which I think, I mean, going back to the divorcing, right? Grief is a huge huge part of divorce. Yeah, it's the death of something that you've established. Maybe you're on the reconciliation side, right? You're trying to come back together, and you're trying to work things out. It will and say, let's look at, let's go back to the well and go back to cheating, right? Somebody cheated on somebody else. Guess what? Your marriage will never be the same. Never. That marriage is dead, right? Here's the caveat, though. What can you do to build tomorrow through the distrust to tell a better story? If you choose to have reconciliation, you're not required to. You're never required to reconcile after that. If you want to be make the the decision that like that cheating was enough that I'm out, which that's what it was for me. Mm -hmm. Then that's fine. Like, but you have to, you have to forgive that person towards saying like that decision is not going to own my life and let it run the show from now on. And if you're an empath, you got to forgive yourself because instantly you start looking at what you did wrong. Well, and especially if you, if say through that, you're tied to that narcissism thing. Yep is that you were told a lot of stuff and now you're wearing a lot of hats and a lot of words and a lot of feelings of what that person was actually doing. Mm-hmm. And they put it on you as your fault. There are, I'm going to say there are techniques you could try to work through, um, you know, somebody cheating. It's possible. Hmm. How well does that work? Uh, you know, and, and I'll be real. The because, success level is not, not high. Yeah, no, it's not high. If you want to dive in and try and work through it, more power to you. Make sure you have those tools to get it, to accomplish that goal, right? Yeah. Because really at that point, you have to let it go and it's going to fester in you every time you're with that person and it sucks you're and you think can about try. It, and you're, then you're going to think, is that other person thinking about that person that they were with? Yeah. I mean, I have a friend that, you know, was cheated on by her husband and they're back together and, you know, it took, it's like six, seven months for her mm-hmm. to let him sleep in the bed again. That's and it tough. was years before they were intimate. That's tough. And I'm like, why, why go back there then? Well, they had a couple of kids and it was easier to try to mend it and mend fences than it was to walk away. Mm-hmm. And it's like at the same time though, too, like now I see why, you know, biblically why it talks about infidelity is a reason to sever ties because that relationship is in theory dead. Yeah. Once that, that that trust bond and everything else that's there is broken, there's no going back to the same. And you you can't. Even you want to so much. And uh, like I said, you know, some people have have made it work. Yeah. I don't I want to believe in my heart that they did completely, you know, that they forgave him and everything's good and kosher. I hope that there is nothing nagging. And people, if you experience this, try not to think about this. But I hope there's nothing nagging in the back of their head, you know. Because that is a massive struggle. Yeah. And, you know, we have to be cognizant of this because, I mean, I'm, well, I mean, me, a single man, that I may approach a relationship or something like that because I've been through there that, like, I can't take my victimhood of going through that and drag it into another relationship and expect that to be okay. You know, like, like this person is going to be safe enough to wear my, where my uh, my trauma too? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> like that's just creating a, a death spiral um, for that. So, I mean, like one forgiving is going to set yourself free, but it's going to set the other person free. You're going to stop killing yourself. I mean, really forgiveness at the end of the day, you're going to stop that spiral of like getting sucked into the psychosis of the spinning, you know, if you've ever been like really stupid hammer drunk, let's say it and you get the spins. Mm-hmm. That's on. Unfor- I mean, that's what unforgiveness yeah. sometimes can feel like is it's out of control. Just stop ruminating on that. Just, uh, you know, heal yourself and start by forgiving. Yeah. And how do you forgive? You just say it. It's, I mean, it really is that you simple. Have to treat it like a verb. You just say it. it yeah. Make it an action. And the next time it comes up in your mind, say it again. Yeah. Like I'm, cho- I'm choosing today to move past this. Yep. Not yeah. I forgive you. To, not to go back to it, but to just forgive and let it go. And just say, I forgive you. I mean, it's really that simple. It's not super yeah. hard. So I think, uh, I think that's it for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's good for episode 10.2 or 11.0 or whatever. Yeah, we're, whatever we're doing now. <laughs> whatever we're doing in this episode. But uh, I want to thank you for joining us. And then uh, we'll have another another one coming up, I think, uh, next week, probably. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't think we're going to stop this anytime soon. Maybe this weekend. I don't know. I don't have a kid. So I'm we might, okay with that. We might yeah. record twice this week. So Let's. Little double dose of uh, Tristan and Ryan. We'll have some fun with it. <laughs> anyway, so thank you so much for joining us in Advocacy. Um, Facebook, like us. Instagram. Yep. Advocacy.podcast. Give us a like. Share us. Spread the word. Comments. We, yeah, please uh, spread the word. Get involved. If you can give us five stars or whatever, I mean, you know, um, whatever we can do. But until next time, I think we are good to go. Yeah, Audi 5000. Sweeter than the